Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of The Page Show. Today I have a very special guest, Trina. She is the founder, operator, all of the things of Altered Haven. And most important, she is a mentor of mine and a very special friend, a heart sister is what I would call her. And uh, no matter how far apart we are, I can call on her. I know in the middle of the night, she'd be there uh, willing to answer. She's done it a lot of times. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and a really, really uh, creative piece of our story is that she was actually my very first psychic reading that I ever had for myself. <laughs> That's right. It does deserve an applause. Um, I know that was years ago, Trina, and I can't even remember. I think I want to say it was like 2011, if I'm remembering my insanity life back then. And it was, uh, I mean, Think about how far you've progressed, like all of us, we're always evolving. Oh. Uh, but but even back then, it was such, uh, it was really a pivotal point in, in my life because you uh, touched on a lot of things I was feeling. And as a light worker, as an intuitive worker, you know, as well as I do, that we often, uh, I would say most of the time, forget what we tell people because it's not from us, it's from spirit, yeah, it's right? Not it's not our Go story ahead. to carry it's yours and so that's why spirit purposely you know you may even have clients you know get upset because you can't remember everything with the reading but you got to remember readings people come to us in their hardest times and their struggles and you know spirit doesn't want us to carry that either um they don't want that on our shoulders so they let us remember you know bits and pieces so we know you know how to connect that energy but for the most part we shed that after the reading that's right. That's a great explanation of it because, uh, you know, not only do we do preparation before a reading and clearing and all of that, but it's so mandatory that we do it after because um, I don't know how you feel, but I think a part of having those abilities just make you a little empathic naturally. It does. <laughs> uh, and, and when you are a strong empath, you can carry things uh, all the time daily without needing to be in a session with someone. And so uh, it's just, it's a very important thing that I think a, a great gift that spirit gives us to shed that and, and forget that. So uh, on that topic, of course, I wouldn't expect you to remember what you told me in 2011. Um, and I know we've had this talk before, but it was pivotal for my journey because I was in a place where I knew I needed to open up these abilities and do something with them. <laughs> Uh, but I was in denial, like a lot <laughs> like of us Like most have of been. us at one time or another, right? <laughs> Still. Yeah, you're like, no, no, say, say it ain't so. <laughs> loving way like you needed to be and you're like you need to get it together woman and this is what you're doing and this is this is where we need to go with this you know and uh <laughs> and that's what I did so we're here today years later on this journey in and out together and it's something to celebrate and so excited uh to have you here and I want to give you the floor. I, I'm going to kind of drop the <laughs> mic drop the topic of the day and we're going to see where that Absolutely. goes. Absolutely. But what was on my heart really, really bad yesterday, and I say really bad because everything about yesterday was a little questionably bad. So, you know, we're just real on the page show. Uh, and that topic is uh, beautiful today to bring in about the misconception of spiritual people. Uh, what was on my heart was yesterday, even with all of my, you know, abilities, for lack of a better word, all the things that we evolve and work on, you can have a human experience day that is just so full of literal <laughs> shit. <laughs> Absolutely, because like... we are in this human experience. We're not meant to be this, you know, all in light and connected. We're meant to walk in this, I, I call it the human mud. You know, literally, sometimes at days you feel like you're walking through that crazy mud um, through a field and there, no matter, you can get down on your knees and praise, you're still muddy. And so, <laughs> you know, that's just, that's life though. That's the human experience. And when um, people have different expectations for us to be carrying a different way, well, I'm sorry, I'm human. 
I'm just like people, everybody else. We have our flaws. We have our limited beliefs. We have everything else that we're, we're working through. Um, we just may have a different understanding of it. So it doesn't mean that we're infallible. Absolutely not. You know, those are the times when you're, yeah. you know, when you're having one of those days, you're getting your sprays, your sage, your crystals, <laughs> and you're like, okay, <laughs> I'm getting my extra tools here. Let me, let me walk through this a little bit differently. And there's some days you just, you know, there's just some days are a little bit rockier than others. I always say life is like, you know, the natives really had it pinpointed when they talked about you know what life is like a river and sometimes it can be very smooth and beautiful and other times we can hit those rapids and be like wow what is going on um but also i think when we walk this spiritual path sometimes when we hit those ra rapids we go woohoo let's go you know we see the challenges That's we true. see the challenges in it too it all depends on where we're at and so you hit it on the head we're we're human we're human. We're, we're human. human. That's right. It's the human mm -hmm. experience, and we call it that because we're yeah. human. And, you know, I'm laughing because uh, yesterday was clearly a day where I needed to pull out uh, all of the beautiful sprays I bought from you. <laughs> And, uh, you know, all the sage that I could possibly find in this house. Um, and and mm -hmm. uh, I'd like to point out there are, are moments where, you know, with that visual of the rapids, and I am a huge water lover, so that's an awesome visual that you would throw out. Um, it's, you know, there's times where you forget that you have a raft mm -hmm. for the rapids. Yeah. You know, you, you can get so caught up and, and uh, suppressed in the human experience of that day or that moment where you forget your tools, yep. you forget your raft. And, and maybe you don't literally forget them, but coping-wise, it's like, I just can't. Like, well, I can't, sometimes you forget that the toolbox is hidden under the table and you don't have the energy to go searching for it, you know? That's so, right. I, I yeah. mean, we do. I mean, every time I go into meditation, as you mentioned that, the first thing I hear is, what tools are you using? what or how are you grounding your energy how are you moving the energy and I'm always like oh okay but I want a magic wand like everybody else sometimes it just says <laughs> you know um, yeah but that's the piece is like what tools are you um, utilizing in that time and it could be something as simple as your breath you know taking in that deep breath and releasing um, one of the new ones I've been working with is imagining you taking that deep breath and you see the color green you know pulling your heart chakra and just see that color green and then see that green flush your system all the way down to your feet and I've been finding that's been really helpful lately especially with the energy that's kind of really chaotic that's been going on in our field but people always think, you know, chaos is a bad thing. But to me, this chaos is change. This is the shifting. And this chaos that's oh, yeah. coming forth is literally going to be propelling us um, with energy into new possibilities in a new way. So, yes, it can be hard to navigate, but I look at the end point of what we're going to be getting out of this pretty soon. Yeah, that's a good point. And I, there's so many uh, pathways in my brain that, you know, of course my brain, it's always going, that I want to address on what you just said. But I, I don't want to forget that uh, on that topic of the misconception of spiritual people, mm -hmm. that while all of the world, you know, is going through this, right? We know what last year looked like, felt like, and all of the above. And this year is only, you know, slowly starting to shift or feel uh, like there's an improvement for a lot of people, you know, whether you have a skill set or not, <laughs> you know, it's just that we are entering that, that age of change, yeah. that age of Aquarius. Yeah. And so, you know, it's like the misconception of spiritual people also comes from a lot of like uh, ten temper tantrums that I have with spirit <laughs> myself, like where it's like, so, you know, change? you you put us light, right? Right. More, More change. change. Like I, I've done I've done so much change. Can I get a yeah. gimme? Like, like time out. And, uh, yeah. Right. But it's also the piece that, you know, there's a part of light workers that uh, makes us feel like it's at the core of us to even stand up and do this. For, uh, for the criticism that we often take, for the fact that this is not a position you take to be uh, necessarily wealthy from. Well, no, right? because, <laughs> like, we, you know, if you, you, if you have true intentions of why you're doing the work, 
you know, it, you know, it's not about the material things. It's about the medicine and changing the vibration in the space. And that's not to say that spirit doesn't, isn't abundant. You're always supported, but it's not like this huge, you know, waterfall. The thing too is like, you know, as everyone else is being asked to shift their shadow piece at this time, because literally this is this piece, right? We're asked to really yeah. step in and heal those wombs, those old wombs, and to really move into our energetic selves, like identify that true identity. That doesn't mean we're not going through that same process as everybody else. And exactly. on top of that, you know, especially if you're empath like me, um, you feel everything. I mean, I feel everything when this was first hitting i mean i was in a panic mode i mean it took my community and my friends to really ground me because of all the premonitions and everything that i was seeing that was coming forth and i was you know a, a part of fear came in there was a part of um not being able to control things and that was really hard for me and the piece of just feeling the the loss that's crossed yes i know they're going to home and they're going to a beautiful place but that doesn't mean we don't feel the grief and sadness right. and anger that is resonating all around us and so it's really important now as us as spiritual workers is to really bring in those tools to help us keep grounded so we're not overwhelmed and um, almost drowning in the energy because it can easily be that you know when we started i don't know if you've had a lot of your um spiritual community like oh my god i can't do this this is too much yeah. you know and so this is the time of really teaching those um skill sets and reminding them and then coming in as a unified force because you know if you really look at our numbers page you know, compared to society and other groups, we're about 1%, 1%. Wow. But you know what? Yeah. That 1% is very strong when we come together. We, um, that's yeah. the key. I want to pause right there because I do not want to go past that point because you and I, uh, talk about this all the time when we come together, mm -hmm. you know, this is a community that, uh, the 1%, you know, whatever that may look like to someone, that's still a large 1%. If you think about the spiritual practitioners or the people who are out there, uh, you know, pro proclaiming to do this light work, mm -hmm. right, in whatever form they, they can, um, there's, there's a practitioner, there's a medium, there's a psychic, there's an intuitive, a shamanic worker, whatever, on every corner. Depending on your region of the hood, like of the mm -hmm. world, you know, you can seek it out almost like Starbucks. I mean, honestly, I don't know if you're feeling like that. I'm sure you do. I know where you live. I just <laughs> left there, you know? <laughs> so it's like, you know, um, for me now, I'm in the Bible Belt, and I still see that more than I ever saw it decades ago when I grew up here. And so something's shifting. So there's a lot of, of that out there but not to the depth necessarily uh, that we all really need, you know, because we're all still evolving and growing and trying to process this through. But the big key was is that there's a lot out there, but there's a not, not a lot coming together. There's a lot of this competitive nature. Mm -hmm. And this is what you and I talk about all the time. Uh, I probably learned it from you yeah. to start uh, that you just cannot be competitive in you this. Can't filled because it's not a filled it's not a job it's you know I don't even want to say it's a lifestyle it's such a deep calling from spirit that they tell you to do something and you jump like when you're to that place you have such an awareness of how much support and help that you need to make a shift in the world like what you feel in your soul you're here to yeah. do that you seek help. You know, you seek things like what we're doing today. You want to hear from other light workers how they're surviving, how they're flourishing, mm -hmm. what what's the new thing that they're doing. You know, I want to sit in your sacred room and learn from you. You know, uh there's there's no competition there when it's, it's just when it's just focused on the goal, which is the love and the involvement and the change, yeah. you know, and part of the misconception again is around that with spiritual people. I think a lot of people just assume that we're all connected and crazy together. I 
But in fact, what's really <laughs> happening is we're feeling quite crazy and alone. And so with this spiritual work can come a lot of loneliness. I don't know if you've experienced that. And, you know, you could be sitting in the room, you know, just as a mother, I know you could relate to this often. You could have all of your kids running around you. Your husband could be right beside you and you can still feel lonely. A lot of people can't understand this drive that we have. It's embodied in every part of our lives. I mean, you come into my home, you see it every in every piece. It's in every way that I walk. It's not just a section or an office. It's in every aspect of my life that it, you have to take this accountability for the way you walk. And as you're talking about like this competition part, we're not here to compete with each other. We're here to learn right. and grow from each other. And there's no room for that competition here. It's it's co cooperation. It's it's how do we balance each other? How do we bring in um, and you know how do we bring in different pieces and different joys for each of us into that? And so like that's why I used to do. The the you know talking circle before the pandemic because I wanted to give different perspectives, different views because not all, everything that I believe or that I walk or my medicine that I share may resonate with someone. So we have to find those pieces for each of our um, our community members and and things like that because they come to us for these answers. And so when yeah. we're showing that we're in competition or we're closed to those connections, well, what does that tell them? You know, we're you have to step in not with only what you teach but how do you live it and and put it into your life what are the footprints you leave in the sand is always what I say what are walking the talk yeah you know <laughs> and it's it's not an easy thing to do there's so many times I've had to you know tell my community I'm still human I make mistakes uh, but I you know I own up to it that's you know but I'm never there for competition you know I've had people say oh my god this client came to me are you upset and I'm like no I'm happy I'm ecstatic they need to learn it you know there's there's different ways we can shower our beautiful medicines to everybody and not everything's one is, is set in stone and as far as that loneliness oh that that comes in waves you know especially I don't know if you were that way as a child but I knew I was different I yeah. knew uh, you know I scared my family it scared my mom um, so I didn't talk about it. I didn't share it. I didn't tell people the things I was seeing, feeling, hearing. And so I really felt um, isolated. I felt something was wrong with me versus, no, this is the collective that we're supposed to be. And then when we sit, when I don't like when people call it a gift because it's not a gift. It's called the sixth sense. We all have this innate ability. This is part of our unique DNA and structure. We who just walk in it have learned to work and activate it. That's the only difference. Difference. And that's what I tell people is like when we learn to work with them more, you you find this inner balance within yourself. But yeah, we there's absolutely times you're alone because it's hard for people to understand that calling and that drive. Well, why do you have to do this? Because I got the message. Well, why can't you just ignore the message? I wish I could because they come in my dreams. They come when right? I'm driving. They come, <laughs> you know, when I'm talking to a friend, I hear something over and over and like, okay, I got it. <laughs> you know, they do the right. high, the high pitch in your ear where you're just like, oh, okay, okay, I'm listening. And so yeah. um, unless you have that coming consistently in your life it's hard to understand um why do you do sacrifice and you have to sacrifice you sacrifice what i call the normal living <laughs> you know what i mean because we're you know we get put in these categories we get put in these judgments i literally did not move on my spiritual path i literally looked at my my journals for 10 years because i was so worried about the judgment the condemning i came strict Catholic upbringing and even people in my family had judgments of that it was negative and bad and guess now who comes to me for readings you know what I mean right. so it's I want to say something right there yeah. because I can relate to that I you know being raised in the Bible Belt yeah. uh, I went to church on Saturday Sunday sometimes Friday night yeah. holy crap like literally holy crap <laughs> yeah. and um and so as a, a young adult who's very feisty you know me I like to say I'm very serene and <laughs> you know there are characteristics of us that is that's our our story you know and I you know as a lively 
teenager, having come off of a childhood of also. Um, I don't know what age you were when your uh, you know abilities kind of came screaming at you, but mine was seven, which I know that you understand is very significant in numerology yep. as well. And um, from seven until about 15, uh, not being feeling safe to talk about that for beliefs and worries and concerns of family. And then um, evolving through that and past that to then adulthood, it being like, uh, hello, you're supposed to do this. <laughs> so it went from it went from the whole like scary of religion that I can't allow this to turn on to then like the scary of like, what are people going to say if I, and I say this jokingly because it gets the point across, talk to dead people, right? Although we know that's not what's happening, but you know, that's how people perceive it when you tell them that. And so I went from that and I had this aha moment of like, well, originally I was judged like, you know, you're this supposed to be this nice Christian girl that went to church all this time and, and you should have these abilities and you should always smile and say thank you and be polite no matter if someone's like, you know, cussing you out and ready to punch mm. you uh, to this whole like medium thing. Like now you're walking a spirit walk that's more uh, supposed to be more deep and connected to source that you could connect across the veil. So you definitely shouldn't be upset if someone, you know, comes at you with a, a lower vibration energy. And at some point, I literally just threw my hands up to spirit. And that's where this download came from on the misconception. Mm -hmm. Because I said, you know, what am I hiding from at this point? Like, because I'm always going to be or if I if I let it happen, I'm always going to be suppressed by something. I'm not a good enough Christian, or I'm not a good enough spirit worker. Mm -hmm. I'm not a good enough medium, whatever our titles may be. So I'm just going to be what I want to be so that they stop yapping in my ear. <laughs> I love <laughs> and maybe it. I, be your like, authentic self, I, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. Like maybe I can finally sleep, uh, which also needed to happen if I just forget about all of that, you know? Mm -hmm. But like you said, even when that awakening happens, it can take decades you know, to really embrace what that looks like for you. Yeah. How are you going to use this? And on the gift topic, I absolutely agree with you. That always feels like a divide to say like, you know, it's kind of like back in the day. I don't know if, uh, if you faced that in school, like the gifted and talented program. Like, <laughs> yeah. you, like you needed to test for it and you had to prove you were all special. And, and, you know, and if you didn't, then you felt like a dumb kid, even though you were still in the class with everyone else. <laughs> You're like, I guess we're all stupid here. You know? <laughs> but I mean, you have to have humor too, because oh my God, it's the only way I've survived. But the gift is a good thing because I like to say, uh, and I just talked about this in my Diaries of a Medium series, is that this whole ability, that uh, that the, the idea or notion period that we can commune with God that we can commune with our ancestors and guides and angels and all of our support systems. That is the gift. The gift that spirit dropped us is the ability that we all have to do that. But it's our job to unwrap, mm -hmm. unwrap the present, unwrap the gift. It takes work. You know, how long have you been working and stepping in it? You're, there, it's always an evolution. There's always levels to it. And, and in that piece of that work, it's just not something you just flip on a switch and all of a sudden you have this direct communication. It's working through your own shadow pieces to really be yeah. able to get a clear, concise um, communication. I always tell people if you're working with a teacher or a healer and they're not consistently doing their own homework, their own work, run because you, you're going to get pieces of ego in that and you don't you don't want that they need to really be consistently working on themselves and people don't realize how hard that is i mean there's you know i always say it's like the artichoke we you know you get through layers and layers and layers until we get to the heart of it and then there's some layers you get stuck on like a video game <laughs> like, like oh man how do i get through this one you know so yeah. it's it's an it's an evolution you know and to say that we don't have judgments, I mean, if you've had any past lives like I've had where um, that was one of the things I really had to shift and work through because I was condemned. I was stoned to death in one of my past lives for being an herbalist, uh, a town healer. They would come to me for healing, but when it didn't work out, all of a sudden I was the bad person. And I remember that life quite vividly. 
And, but I carried the fears from that life into this life to, to keep me, and it kept me from expressing who I am and what I needed to walk through. And until I worked through that and acknowledged it and identified it, you know, it kept, it, I let it be a roadblock. And now that road is, is clear and it's wide and it's beautiful, you know, but I had to do the work. I was the one who had to chisel that rock away, nobody else, you know? So those are the pieces that we work through because there is a lot of judgment. There's a lot of, well, why can't you win the lottery? <laughs> I'm like, right. I'm like, can't, uh, can't you guess the numbers? I'm like, have it? Like, if, if people have been doing this for a long time, wouldn't have that happened already? I know. Like, <laughs> I like everyone, all the all the mediums and psychics on the earth would be millionaires. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be a Trust flop me, system. Like, I would have been on it. Like, if I thought that was a possibility, I would have been on it. And, you know, like, you know, one of the conversations that I keep is coming up is that we're seeing, you know, some spiritual leaders or community leaders, um, are having are being held accountable for I call their human side. Um, not everyone is valuable. Not everybody is ethical or or walks that path. And you know it's easy to get caught up or moved in, especially if you have a lot of people try to feed that ego and peace like that. And I always just remind people, you know, we have to go to a place of forgiving and heart. Um, we don't know the true story, um, unfortunately. Um, all we can do is hold accountability for our energy and what we put out. And so those are the pieces that I ask people to focus on when you're when you're struggling with that. And then I always say, maybe it's spirit telling you now it's time to bring a new teacher in. Maybe it's spirit right. saying it's time to go into a different direction to new, learn a new modality, something totally out of that, that comfort zone, that comfort box um, kind of piece too. And I have to say, I'm just so proud of you, girl. I mean, <laughs> for the work that, you know, you've done and where you're at now and just like when you got that message to move you just you listen you're not one of those that sit on it and I, I'm just always ecstatic to see where the journey is going to unfold for you so that's awesome well you're on it with me you're always a <laughs> spectator joining in and so uh and likewise but you know I gained a lot of those uh, I would say the bravery moments from working under you too I mean we've talked oh, about this for you. years I, I really send that with all my love. You know, I'm real. I don't say stuff I don't. Oh, no, you're gonna so. make me cry. <laughs> that, that's okay. We'll we'll cry and get all kind of like mascara, mascara messy here. Um, but you know, this is an example of that too. Is you know, sometimes the only validation or gratitude that we get is from each other mm -hmm. as spirit workers, and that's so important. I can't say that enough because if we can put our ego aside, if we can really define you know why we're doing this I had an amazing talk with uh, I just a very special human being in my life and uh, not in a role that I thought could like school me in this way <laughs> but the the wisdom that came from this man was uh, you know he works behind the scenes he really helps me do everything here and he's like it's really about you always having a direct vision of why you're doing this mm -hmm. are you always focused on you're doing this to change the world or is it sometimes just for you and like you're very close you know following and that was a question that I thought you know I need to sit on that for a second because of course we want to say we're doing this to like reshape the world with everything that's happening but in reality it does have to be about us because that makes it come inward we have to then face all of those pieces, those shadow pieces we talk about. Mm -hmm. We have to work on um, raising our vibration, evolving ourself first, and, and putting that out to the people who are closest to us, the people in our circle that we want to love and protect. And then next, that next layer would be that community that could support you, the community that could see you, understand you, that could give this love and validation back because all of that, I feel like, is equipping you with the armor Oh, that yeah. you need to go out there and fight the bigger battles, the battles that, you know, like we talk about, you can't turn it off when people are like, why do you care so much? Why don't you just like let it go? Why don't you just, you know, on when it's really hard, why would you not just want to like quit and be a normal person with a normal nine to five and <laughs> right? not have all these like special hardships? I've had people actually call it like, you know, this is a special hardship that you're putting on yourself. Well, it's not. We it's don't not. put it on ourselves. 
it's something that you're answering and um, and you need that armor to walk this walk so the misconception with spiritual people is that we have it all together that's the first summary <laughs> because we're walking we're walking it at like a depth that's even even worse because we are so in tuned because yep. we we can't turn it off huh. so we have we have the layer of like we have to do this work for us so that we can do this work for the higher good and all along, we're still in that human experience. And so it's a very complex little uh, balance. <laughs> well, you it know, is. I, I, and as you're, talking, as you're talking about, like, these contracts that you were saying that, you know, our contracts seem to be a little bit... Um, I always say that they're like the AP classes <laughs> yeah. because, um, and as this is one thing that I struggled a few years because I, I literally had one after another, after another, and after another, and I was just like, whoa, what is going on here? Why am I getting these lessons after lessons after lessons? And one of my spiritual teachers sat with me and they said, well, for you to know it, you have to walk it. For you to help others to really truly know how they feel and how to truly navigate that without coming from a, a false sense of, oh, I understand. When you walk it, it's a whole different feeling. It's a whole different understanding. It's a whole different support. And so that's why I feel like sometimes our lessons are these unfolding of, oh my gosh, are you kidding me? <laughs> you know? And that's when you pull in that support and as you as you navigate through and like you were saying you have this beautiful person outside of um this this man that's in your life that can wisdom always comes in different ways it's not always through what we call the spiritual people or our community i always find that spirit will bring people into my life that brings these answers that i'm like oh i didn't look at it like that that's beautiful and Oh, where did you do you walk this way? Nope. <laughs> you know? And so then I always know it's spiritually guided for that support and that love. Um, and always that's what spirit is. It's that love and that support. And that's the foundation. And like you were saying, we are, I mean, we can't be that outside teaching unless we inside are working on ourselves and laying that foundation. Unless, Unless we've been taught, yes. if we've been schooled in it, yes. then we're, you know, certified in a way uh, to then give that, like what you were saying. It has yeah. to come from an authentic place. And I don't know if you've experienced that. And I don't think that we necessarily have to go through everything in this life that we'll face with a client because that's no. what our past life, no, but well, you, that's what past lives did for us. You know, it's yeah, part of our story. Yeah, right. <laughs> we may have gone through everything, you know, but just not in this particular human experience. But I do think as a whole I've at least seen it in my practice and I'd like to, to hear your opinion on it some of the hardest things that I have gone through first like even last year with the move and hearing that and leaving in the middle of a pandemic uh, the beginning of the year I think I even called you on this and I was like I just have this sense of like this pending doom and there's nobody in the world I feel like I could say that to you and then two weeks later you know, the pandemic hit, you know, it was like, you, you, all of that was leading up. And, um, at some point you're just like, uh, I, I got it. Like I'm doing all of this. I'm walking ahead of it. You know, I see it. And then, uh, when you have a client the next session or whatever, it's like, that's their first question about oh, yeah. what you just walk through. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Definitely. I mean, always in your clients and sessions, they bring up pieces that you're also navigating and walking through. It's spirit's way of saying, Hey, we got to work on this or, Hey, how are we going to navigate these waters? And so I always say it's a blessing when I hear, especially when I hear things in threes and are, you know, the consistent, like this client has the same, you know, same story as this one and this one and then so it really makes me pay attention as okay what's my lesson in this there's a lesson here there's something that i'm supposed to be learning too in this whole piece and there's never a session that i don't learn something myself i'm always like oh that's so neat and like example i was in a session and um this one um person has beautiful long hair but she carries so much energy in her hair and so she needed to do an herbal wash to cleanse the energy from her head and her crown chakra and I'm like 
I'm going to use that. <laughs> you know, I'm going to make <laughs> right? this blend and use it myself. And it was beautiful. It, was, yeah. it ended up being this beautiful herbal tea bath that was just amazing. You, We bring in things as we're working with others to also help ourselves. There's no, there's, you know, that's one of the things I always hear too, is not everything is connected, Trina. And to me, that's like a naughty word. I'm nope. like, oh my God, you don't, you have no idea when you can feel I, the energy. This is how it, this is how it is when we get together. This is why I'm going to love doing these talks with you. Because before you said that, I literally was not wanting to interrupt you, but I was going to say, this is why on the page show I say everything's connected. <laughs> to me like yep. when you say that not everything's connected and then I always feel a little bit sad because then I'm thinking well man you don't feel that connection like I do you right. don't feel when you walk out into our sacred mother and feeling her heartbeat and how she supports us and um like us as we're connecting I can feel your energy and and stuff and it's beautiful to me it's, it's it, that to me like to ha not have that there was one time I was going through so much grief but to me I felt really lost without it. I felt really um, despondent almost, like you abandoned me. And it wasn't that they abandoned me. I was meant to, to live through that human experience and every aspect and facet that it was presenting. And that when I connect, sometimes I can dissociate a little bit from that because I you know when you're connecting you feel these love and energy and 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 stuff and I was meant to feel that complete grief and that complete heart loss that we went through and so it's those pieces of like how do you start to find balance you know how do you bring those in and so I ask you how do you bring those pieces crying <laughs> I I am not afraid to let it out <laughs> I, I will sometimes transition from crying to you know uh, having my temper tantrum with spirit you know the whole like why and da 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 you know it's part of the way it, it's like the why <laughs> why God why like the I love Friends and that whole episode of where Joey's turning 30, uh, but he's actually like already 31, and he's like, no, God, why, you know? And I, that's like, that's how you could envision how I process through it. I, I have to process through that emotion like I would do uh, in a human experience of hurt because it is a connection to me that's the same. You know, uh, it's a, ta a tapestry that I feel like we're all on, you know, that, that invisible thread. Uh, I thought about that when you talked about the herbal, yep. you know, shampoo and messages and where my brain went with that is we're all on this little thread and like every once in a while it'll pop up and it's like, I give you this or you give me that, right? Um, and so I see it all that way, and so I process through it a lot the same way. So I'll, I'll do all of those things. I'll let the emotions purge. And then I have to sit in silence. I can't have opinions from others. You know, I have to go inward completely, uh, where some people from the outside may see that I've shut down. I guess in reality I did a little bit, but I shut down to this world. You know, I, I go silent and I just kind of wait. It's like a waiting room for me until something enters that allows me mm -hmm. to feel like it's been processed or purged or all of the above and that I'm ready to receive, you know, what it is I'm supposed to get from that. Um, and then the messages kind of flow from there. And then I know, like, I just needed to do this for that, or I don't need to do anything with this, or I need to write a book about this, or, you know, I, I let it, all the creativeness of what that lesson was to teach me come from that. You know, a lot of times it's like, uh, you know you're going to do something with this, but you don't know what yet. And so you wait for it, for it to appear. And that could be oh, yeah. like a client coming and then asking that exact question. But, but for me to really keep that balance, you know, to be honest with you, and I think a lot of people need to hear this, um, another misconception is that we're always like meditating and, you know, these calm people in that pose that you can think of. And I'm a mom of four children. I, you know, I... Right? <laughs> and me, and I you're ahead of the game. Like, you've been doing... You really have walked... A lot of my path before me you know which is why I know spirit sent you to me you know mm -hmm. because your kids are older but we've talked our, our children have very similar like light energies that can make them uh, extremely rare and unique to raise <laughs> and, and 
It's just not, oh, yeah. it's not you simple know? for me. My kids aren't just the simple, like they can just play soccer or football or, you know, and just be normal. Like that's not, my life is so multi-layered with what I have to do to just even parent my children that there's no time for me to mm -hmm. be in this meditation pose, you know, like spirits even bless me with these uh, creative downloads where like mindfulness comes in for me a lot. So like I commune with spirit daily, but I wouldn't tell you that I, you know, sit in that meditation pose daily because reality is, is that a lot of us don't have time to do that. And so when we're talking about connection, it's like like you asking me how I do it. That's important that I think everybody asks each other and themselves like how they do it because again another example of how I could take something from you you could take it from me because in these hard moments uh, I would like to say overall my daily like mindfulness of connection to source is what gets me through and when something really hard hits me then I process through it the way I just described and I kind of just wait for the answer to come or uh, the knowledge of the experience to appear yeah, so you even expressed and you know, you cry. You know, we always think that crying is a vulnerability and it's such a sacred tool that spirit gave our body. Because if you think of tears, they're made of salt and they're made of water. Two awesome. things that are grounding and clearing. I always tell people, cry, man, release that and, and, and tap that tap, you know, release that. That's why it's meant to be there. The salt tears are meant to cleanse us and, and cleanse those feelings and um, we don't pressurize them that we don't um, internalize them and then I love how you said you go inside that's where's our answers it's not outside of us it's within it's within those pieces within us to connect to that internal source energy and so you're doing exactly <laughs> everything that you're supposed to do like uh, saying oh I isolate uh, well how else are you going to hear the silence because we have to hear that to hear that spark of source we have to go within and so to do that sometimes we need to disconnect from everything to really have a clear communication with that and I love that I was like oh yeah I was like cheering on when you were saying that and as we navigate yes we're, we're moms you know I always tell people I'm um, a wife a mom and then I'm an intuitive being but those roles come first to me in my in my roles is, is being a mom and as in a wife before anything else and so as you you know we have to navigate these special children to teach them and even then it's challenging because they may even be and carry energy that you cannot under, even understand or relate to but you know it's different and so you have to go through education and okay i need to go outside of my own comfort zone so i can help support them and how does that look you know, I always say I was so blessed because each of my kids brought in different facets for me to learn. They they taught me different modalities. Like Angel came in with his past life not being erased. And he would tell me from the time he could speak, you're not my mom. What? I'm not your mom. Yes, I miss my other family. I And he would tell me about how he passed, how he crossed. And I literally had to go and delve into past life work so I can help this kid and child grieve the past life that he was still carrying in his heart so he could right. be present in this lifetime. And we literally had to do all this stuff around us. And he still says he still has memories of that family and he wonders about them and things like that. Each kid brought in different things for me. You know, Kari's so um, intuitive mediumship, too, that she doesn't know the difference between the spirit worlds. She, to her, they're just like walking right next to her like we are here in this world. And so each one is has your their unique things that really challenged you to like oh how yeah. do I work with this <laughs> how do how do I embody this and one of the things I've really learned that have worked with my kids yeah. is saying I'm sorry I'm not always I don't always have the answers I don't always walk in the the, the best way but when I know I, I I needed to do it differently I take yeah. accountability and I say I'm sorry and I love that because I literally heard this conversation of this disagreement between my kids. And then I heard them saying, 
Oh, and taking that accountability and saying sorry. And I was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? with these words, because they were having these really deep, esoteric information, you know, conversation. And I was like, well, that's not me. That's them. That's them and their little brains and their connection and how they're pulling in their experience in their life and how it's shifting them into a different way. So I'm excited to see yeah, where I'm that's going to lead them. I'm, I'm happy not, to hear you know, that from you because it makes me excited to have something to look forward to with my children because I'm in the rut of like you know the toddler years and the times where they can't you know I have a little preteen on the loose and uh, the times where they can't express themselves fully yet yet I know that the ability to do so is there so it's great to know like I can look forward to this being a little bit um you know, I'm just real, so I'm going to put the word out there because I don't know how else to say it, but more of a rewarding time in my momhood. I know that you remember the time where you were working on yourself, being in the, uh, you know, knee deep in diapers and yeah. <laughs> toddler tantrums and, you know, on the talk of everything, you know, that we've discussed today, that that calling isn't turned off because you chose to bring light people into the world. And and I would even say, uh, contract-wise, they chose yep. you. And so you, you know like what's happening. As a spirit worker, you can know all of that. But it doesn't make it easier when you're knee-deep in diapers, but you're getting a message here, and you're getting pulled to still work on your calling and your purpose. I mean, it's uh, even if you're not a light worker, when you talk to moms, if you sit in a mom group, you're going to hear a lot of moms, if they're honest, say that they kind of put their dreams on the back. You sacrifice. There's not always a time. I mean, there are times where we lay this work down because something else is calling. That's you know, what I mean. Sometimes you use... bigger in your life. But there's times where you can't lay it down and you have to navigate how you do this work while still doing the mom and the wife and the and world not, and, and the not job. carry <laughs> gu guilt you know. for doing that. You know, not car carrying yeah. guilt like you know, because I love going on spiritual retreat treats, and I'll have people. Well, how can you leave your family for that time? And I'm like, well, first of all, it teaches my family appreciation for me, you know, and everything that I do. Because literally, when I went to Africa for that two weeks, if you hear the yes. story of the kids, it was a month versus two weeks, and how they lived off of tuna fish sandwiches for a week I was like oh my god but it gave them an appreciation of the time that you do give them the, the things that you do do for them and it gives them an appreciation for you come back in a different way you come back clearer I always part of my homework for my moms is do a mom vacation we need to yeah. have ourselves and have permission to take time to reset, recharge ourselves. Because if we're constantly giving to everybody and everything, what are you doing and giving to yourself? You're going to be depleted. You're going to be burnt out. You're going to feel resentment. You're going to feel, you know, anger and all that other stuff. You need to do, even if it's a day, just take that day, turn off your phone, go to the hot springs, go recharge yourself, go fill that piece in. So when you come, you come from a different perspective and it doesn't feel so consuming and that you're sacrificing everything to bring and work with these families, these children, your business even, um, to find those pieces, you know. I'm like you where I'll be working up until midnight or one in the morning, you know, um, working on things because I got a download and my husband's like, well, don't you need to go to bed? And I'm like, if I go to bed, it's just gonna come in during my sleep and then I'm not gonna sleep. I need to, right. I need to express it out, get it done, and then, then I can go into a restful space. And people don't understand that, you know, this drive within us right. to get this information because we are here to lay a new foundation for a new way, a new way of thinking. And um, we're this piece to start laying those bricks, right? And so it's right. hard. It, it can be, it can be challenging, um, but and on that topic, we're laying these bricks, mm -hmm. right, for, a, a, you know, a yellow brick road, as I like to say, <laughs> one of my favorite movies. Uh, super deep movie, by the way, if you watch oh, yeah. it with the right energy. Uh, but that yellow brick road, we, you know, we may not see 
that road to completion. I would guarantee you we don't. Know. But, you know, but and we may not see that our work, that brick that we put in the yellow brick road made the difference that we, you know, felt like we were called to do, right? And so we do all of this knowing that. I so it's not like a job that you can clock into and your reward mm-hmm. is you get a paycheck. No, because it's, it's totally How many different. hours do you honestly can say that you put into your job? I mean, like, I can't, I can't even tell you. You know what I mean? Like, the, the, right. the things is, but it doesn't even feel like work because it, it brings, we know we're making a difference. When you have that client that found their own self-empowerment and they see them stepping into their life in a different way and you're just like, yeah, you know, that's exciting. Um, we're the ripples, we're the pebble. We drop that pebble and then the ripples out and then once it touches someone, it's they're gonna touch someone else and it's gonna keep rippling like that. Because everyone is always like, well, how does one person make a difference? Well, you make a difference oh, first yeah, with yeah. yourself, as an example. And then yeah. it's that pebble effect, you know. Um, I can't sit there and, you know, have anyone, if I give them all the tools, I can't force them to do that. You know, you can have people come to you with the same thing over and over again. And you're like, well, I'm laying these tools. I can't use them for you. Are you going to choose to use them and change? That's the thing is that change is scary and it can be intimidating and it can be like, oh, I don't want to navigate through this yet again, right? But when you see them pick up those tools and you see that shift to start and that aha moment start to come on, it's phenomenal. You know, that's where you go. Yeah, I like to say that I got them, uh, I will say with clients, I got you, you know, to the bottom of the mountain. Like, this mountain, though, is yours. This mountain is your path, your life, your your experience and journey to climb up it, you know, to whatever that's going to be for you, your height. But you're still at the bottom of the mountain. So I can't assist you with anything else right now until you start climbing, climbing up that mountain. And I like oh, that. I, love I have that. to bring I'm that in. Use that. <laughs> that's great. Yeah, I love get it. it. <laughs> I love that, the mountain analogy. That's great. And so that's the thing. You know, we can sit there and cheer them on. We can walk by people, but we can't do the work for them. They have to step forward and move into it, and they have to want it. That's the thing. How many people, I I ask, well, what does this, you know, illness feed you? What does it feed you? You know, and so until you're willing to let go of that piece, you know, it's always going to be that part of you got to be willing to cut those cords. And that's not easy. And that's what I think we're taught through these sacrifices with our children and everything. What does that look like? You know, how, you know, isn't there sometimes you just go, God, I just want a normal life. I just want to just be. Yes. The, I, I said it yesterday. I, said, you know, I was telling my <laughs> husband that like, you know, cause he was like, he even made a comment. He's like, he, he's like, do you ever just wish you were normal? And I looked at him and I said, well, ask me that again. And he goes, well, he goes, I've never known you to be normal. I said, yeah, there you go. What you consider normal, <laughs> right? And I go, but right. I go, no. And I go, because I wouldn't have the life or the people that I have. The experiences that I get in the people I get to meet are phenomenal. You know, like this, even like this exchange to me is like, oh yeah. my God, I wouldn't give that up for anything, you know? Um, it's just, you got to find that community. That's the thing that I um, encourage people to do is find that community where people are like-minded, they resonate and they're wanting to build and work on themselves just like you are doing. And so when you find that collective source then it's easier to navigate because then you have that support system around you. And that looks and I think that's a, I, sorry to interrupt no, that's you, fine. but my little brain, you know, goes so fast. I think that's a good, um, way to start kind of circling this conversation up because I want some insight on you, uh, from you on this as well. But when we're talking about uh, misconception of spiritual people and how that's led us to this, you know, all of the things that make up that person, we're really talking about, you know, it can be just people's path and walk uh, as a whole uh, that can experience that, you know, and also um, leads up to the topic of connection where you just uh, went with that. And I think the key there is if we could leave people uh, with even more uh, insights or tidbits, whatever you want to call it about connection, because uh, I have felt like from last year, 
with COVID and all the things we've talked about today, that if you hadn't, uh, if you had not been faced with shadow work before, or the idea that you needed a connection before, mm -hmm. you figured it out oh, last yeah. year. You know, all of the examples that we said in this conversation were lessons that we learned, experiences we went mm -hmm. through last year is a, a very memorable one and should remain that for most people. Not only did it rec uh, rec represent in my mind that shift of the age of change, that age of Aquarius we're in, uh, the shift of like spirit saying you guys have an illusion of control <laughs> right <is> really right. <laughs> like none yeah, of you really got this do. like nobody's got this <laughs> we got this but y'all don't got this <laughs> you know and and it was that awakening and so for a lot of people spiritual or not people are now seeking something because now they've been awakened to the idea that when they were alone last year or they faced a challenge like for some people maybe covid was the first thing in their life that ever was a challenge right depending on our contract you don't really know um and if you're faced with something like that boom you realize like you have what maybe you have church or religion or belief systems that were your go-to and when those didn't serve us in covid because we couldn't meet at mm -hmm. churches we couldn't meet in spiritual groups you know things like that you realize well the stuff that i carried that i thought was going to be my raft going back to your river analogy mm -hmm. it it deflated it was not a raft it did not help me and i'm in the river like floating, you know, with my life vest, like they yeah, teach you when in you the rapids. Yeah, you knees just up, cross your, your arms, arms, knees right? up, like, knees up. <laughs> just go with the water, you know, just go over those rocks. Don't get sucked <laughs> in, right? You know, um, oh my God, that's a hilarious story because actually like my stepdad growing up, he always threatened, he's like, you're so stubborn. I'm just gonna, this is how you're gonna learn. I have to like throw you in and after I've already told you what to do and like, I'll come get you down river. He never did that, by the way, but it was always a comical threat. Because really, that's how spirit works with me. They know how I work, and he did. He knew that as well, right? Uh, but the point is, is that we realized last year we didn't have, some of us, I would say most of us, our, what we had thought was our raft didn't sustain us the same way. And we had to go searching for something that was deeper, whether it was just inward or you have the people, um, you know, there are statistics out there where logistic wise or not, people are, are not going to be returning to church the same, whether it's fear or whatever. Like, but I believe that I've seen, and I've seen it in clients that it's been a shift in mentality that if that did not serve me, I need to seek something else. And you know where they're seeking? They're seeking yeah. us. They're seeking the metaphysical mm -hmm. world. They're seeking spiritualism. They they aren't saying, I don't believe in God anymore, but they're saying a building is not serving me. Because when the building was gone, I had nothing inside to, to help me cope that I gained from the oh, building. Yeah. And so it's, because, it just goes back to that ancient saying, it's not within the building, it's within yourself that you find that connection. And so through us, they're learning how to connect, how to fill that connection inside, you know? And so those are the pieces that are coming in. And yes, this last year was totally about what is important in our lives. I mean, down to the core to say, you know, it's not about those name brand shoes. It's not about how many likes on social media. It's about our connections with our people that we care about, with our community, and how do we build that? Because that became the rawest piece that we can take out of this, right? And then, the yeah. you know, the cross of life that we felt around us, you know, it brings in like, this is a gift. This, this piece that we're here walking in this world is is a gift to walk and navigate through and the time that we have with the people that we love and that we cherish can be very limited and so how are you going to spend that time how are you going to spend that time and I think man what what a beautiful way I mean I always knew that with walk, walking in the hospice being a hospice nurse for um, 10 years but this last year I mean we knew nine people that passed nine people that's a lot Right. And then so I was gonna bring that up. You did have a lot of really personal oh, loss huge, this year. Huge. And um 
you know, for you to be here talking about that really speaks of your connection and resilience. And I, I send you so much oh, love. Thank that. you. It's not this. saying that grief um, doesn't still shower me at oh, times. No. It still does, you know, but it's um, the knowing that I knowing what I know spiritually, that there is something after this, that our energetic, you know, our, our physical body is just that shell and that there's this beautiful, expansive energy that we get to connect to afterwards oh my god how beautiful is that you yeah. know and to know that's where they're and that's at. a good point is you you know that that's where they're at you still allow yourself because the grief is there in the human experience you know but you're still standing you know you're still able to connect both worlds that yes i i miss this here but i know that they're here you know, and I think that was um, a, another big piece, like you said, of the bigger plan of what we went through last year and we're, you know, on the tail end of right now uh, with all the loss and the change and the shift. I think that it was really about uh, the connection, like you said, but the dis- discovering it's not just connection within your community, it's connection yeah. to source that you've got to find what that looks like for you, uh, that we've discovered belief systems aren't um, meant to be solid nope. all the time. They need to be like water and they need to be shifting and changing as you evolve uh, to serve you and your purpose and where you are in your journey. I think we discovered that. And on the tail end of loss with uh, mediumship, which you know is kind of what I do, <laughs> like, you know, you help develop that as well, uh, was, you know, you can understand all of that, but not everyone up until last year was really even open to believing that. It was a huge barrier of belief systems. Oh, yeah. But when you are faced with a loss that's so tremendous, where a lot of people had uh, all of the awakenings we talked about, and then now uh, a loss that's personal, you know, um, and even if it's not to you, you see that the world is now affected with an extreme loss. It's not just a one event here or there that doesn't touch you. It's something that touched you. It affected you. You couldn't go out either. Mm-hmm. You know, you knew it was happening. All of that, I think, made people also realize, uh, you know, we are connected. All of this is connected. And now I need to know what to do with it and what beliefs I can shed to help serve me going forward because the world, it does look different. This, this this platform of connection through video and audio, that's going to be a oh, norm yeah. going forward. I think, you know, a lot of people are realizing, like, we, we can cut costs doing this. Like, yeah. you know, there's so many physical and spiritual things no to gain from this experience. No office space rentals. What do you mean? Are you kidding me? <laughs> I know. You know, yes. I mean, and it was, you know, I was given this message literally two years ago to start working on a digital platform. And I blew it off. I did. I'm gonna, I Me blew too. it off because I was like, why? I'm doing my in-person classes. I, I don't need this. And sure enough, when this hit, I was said, see, this is why. And I was like, yeah. And so it was, ended up being a baptism by fire, navigating, learning how to edit, yep. and all this other crazy stuff. And I said, well, that's my lesson for not listening. That was my lesson not to, you know, not stepping into that message and dismissing it. And um, now I'm kind of navigating through those waters. But it's actually, you know, I'm learning something new, too. But like you said, this new yeah. platform, too, is like, you know, we think we're disconnected, but we we can we find we can find creative ways. That's what I love about the human spirit yeah. is how creative they they come up with some of the things that they've come up with during that. That's what I tell people. Look at some of the neat things that have come out of this pandemic. You know, like you know some yeah. of the creative stuff with the masks, even and the digital platforms. You can play games. You know, like I use the Oculus where I can go watch movies with friends. I mean, come on how fun is that (laughs) things that you never made time to even think about Mm -mm. doing because you didn't feel like it was necessary but then you're faced with like you know it hit it hit all of us and we're like wow uh we gotta find a new way to do this because it's not acceptable that we're not talking to other humans except the ones in your house i laughed all the time i was like we all got to a place where i was tired of talking to my dog (laughs) i had like more than enough time with my children and my husband and i was like that's it you know that's the last straw (laughs) but um 
but on this tell end of it, I would totally agree with you that, you know, it showed our creative uh, human energy and ability to also be resilient and come back from it. Yeah, and I, I'm really grateful for that. Uh, I, I'm grateful for this yeah. talk today. You know, uh, I, I just, I cannot say enough that, you know, this is all about connection. Uh, I think we showed a great example of that today. And uh, misconception of spiritual people, hopefully you got a view on that from just listening to us <laughs> and our experiences. And um, before we leave today, I want uh, Trina to share a little bit with you about what she's doing in her world, uh, how you can find her. Um, and she is just a beautiful light, as you can tell. I am blessed Aww. to have her in my life. Uh, we look forward to doing this many more Yay. times together. We have a lot of stuff to talk Tons. about. And um, I love <laughs> and I you, love sister. You. And I'm going to let you take the floor Hi, here. Hi, I'm Trina Zaragoza. I'm a psychic medium shamanic angel practitioner. I know that's a lot and I hate labels, but that's kind of, kind of a summary of what I do. I work a lot with herbals. I'm about empowering people on their spiritual path and the best way and how to work through that. Um, I have a gratitude journal that will be coming out on Amazon, hopefully in the next week. Yay! So yay, I'm excited about that. Yay! I have an online store. All the stuff that most of the blends and mixes you'll see have been spiritually guided to help protect your auric space, your energetic space, things like that, you know, bath salts from sprays, you name it, sage blends, everything to bring in a more energetic balancing into your life. Paige, I am always so honored and in awe of you, and I'm so blessed that spirit crossed our paths and weaved this tapestry of our lives together because you have become a beautiful piece in my tapestry. So I just want to give you gratitude and know that I just love you and adore you, and I am so proud of you, sister. <laughs> keep doing and keep moving forward because I know it's not easy, but I'm sending you a hug. I miss our walks, but I know <laughs> once this all ends, I'm going to be able to go out and visit you you and we'll go for our walks again so I love you yes back at you and this time we'll be walking on the <laughs> beach because you got you got the mountains covered for me and I got our ocean so um I love you too and until we do this again guys thanks for watching the page show